Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is your host, Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. A few weeks ago, I gave an update on the homeschool documentary our family's been working on for the past few years. But in case you missed it, it's just about done and we're ready to have a few of you watch it to give us your feedback. If you would like to be considered to view a test screening of the movie, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, please be sure that you're signed up for our newsletter and soon we'll be sending out information on how you might be able to see it. You can sign up for the newsletter at schoolhouserocked.com. This week, we're airing a best of episode here on the podcast. This one is super fun because it's the first time Abby and I recorded together in February of 2019. And God certainly has done amazing things through this ministry since then. I know you're going to love this vintage episode as Abby and I talk about the why of homeschooling. And of course, if you have friends who are considering homeschooling this coming school year, be sure to share this episode with them. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am loving my guest today. We have been sitting here chit-chatting for a few minutes, and you are going to love getting to know her. Her name is Abby Ranella. And she is in Idaho right now where it is snowing and I am in Georgia where it is not. (laughs) So we're talking about uh, the difference in weather, um, but you are going to love her. She is a sweet, sweet friend of mine who strangely we have never actually met in person, but we have talked a whole lot on the phone and FaceTime and um, just really gotten to know each other over the past couple of months. And she has been an incredible blessing to me and my family. And I know she's going to be a great blessing to you. So Abby, I am so excited to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Yvette. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Tell us about your family, the Ranella family. Um, I am the wife of Jesse Ranella, and we have three little ones. We have fifth grade, third grade, no, fifth grade, second grade. You know how homeschool is. What grade right. are we in? It depends. Do you want to know math or language? Right. <laughs> um, so I have 10, eight and four. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and we've been homeschooling from the very beginning. I love it. Love it. And yeah. you're a hunting family. Um, we that's are a, a hunting big family. part of who you are. It is. It is. It's something that we love to do. It's something we've always loved to do. And we get our kids out with us and it's really an awesome way to show a creator through being in his creation to our kids mm-hmm. and let let them see just how awesome God is by being out in his creation. Oh, oh, so great. Yeah. Um, so several months ago, it's been quite some time now, we got this email from you. And we get a lot of emails from different people who just reach out for various reasons. Um, but yours was a little different in that you reached out to us and you just said, I'm Abby, I'm a homeschool mom, I am in Idaho, and how can I help? Mm-hmm. And um, those are the ones where people just say, how can I help and how can I pray? Or I'm praying for you are the most amazing messages we can get, especially from people mm-hmm. that we don't know, because that just means that the Lord has laid that on your heart. And so 
Um, you have been just a great encouragement to our family over the past, you know, many months as we continue on with production of Schoolhouse Rocked. And you've you've connected us with the Homeschool Idaho um, organization, and they've been great and encouraging. Um, and you and I have had some really great conversations about homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk today about why why homeschool. Um, it's a question that so many people ask. And and oftentimes we say, you know, if you don't know your why, if I, I talked mm-hmm. with Leslie Nunnery from Teach Them Diligently about this the other day, you know, if people don't know their why of homeschooling, mm-hmm. it's very likely that they're going to give up and they're going to exactly. just say, you know, I, it, this just isn't for me. And so let's talk about your why. I want to hear your story of why you chose to homeschool your kids and then why you continue to do so. Okay. Okay. And, and kind of to expand on what you said, I think we need to know our why, but at the same time, it needs to be the right why, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of reasons that people homeschool that, that don't hold, that are, there aren't a foundation that's going to hold strong when the winds come, because they're going to, the the tough times are going to come and that big yellow bus is going to look so good. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's about having a why and also having the right why. So um, my story is I was a public school teacher and I came from a line of public school teachers and I, I loved teaching public school. And then when I got pregnant with my first, um, it just was a no brainer that I was going to stay home with my baby. It wasn't even like something we really prayed about. It just was something we knew that that's, that's what God, that that's how God designed it. And, and my husband actually said to me, we, God didn't give us these kids to give to someone else to raise. Mm. And when he said that, that it just, it was a no brainer and, and through a lot of just seeing God's hand and God's miracle in our life, I was able to quit my teaching job and stay home. And it was only by the hand of God. Um, so we we made that decision and then it just was never a, a huge thought of, of homeschool. I never really thought of it. And in fact, back in my early days when I was in college, going to college to be an educator, I remember sitting in the living room with my mother-in-law or in the dining room in the kitchen and arguing with her over how silly I thought homeschool was and actually how... <laughs> how wrong I thought it was. And she's such a godly, gracious woman. She just bared with me and probably prayed that her husband would ditch me or son. I'm sorry, <laughs> son. And, but anyway, she held on and my, my husband was homeschooled for a while. So God changed my heart. What it came down to is, again, God didn't give me these kids to let someone else raise. So when it came time to schooling them, it just, it was not a question. They were to be home with me and um, and so my why, you asked my why, it started with a lot of whys. It started with, I was a teacher, so why would I teach other people's kids when I can teach my own? And then it went to how awesome of relationships we could have to have the kids at home. And then it went through looking at the statistics that academically homeschool students do so much better. And, and really, um, all of those are awesome blessings of homeschool. They're awesome um, results of homeschool, but they weren't enough of a why. And mm. for everything that my husband and I do, we go to the word of God and we say, what does God say? Because our, our emotions can change, you know, on good days, we want to be home sure. on bad days. we <laughs> might not. And so we really just went to the word of God and we said, you know, what does God say about this? What is, what is, what does the word of God tell us when it comes to where our children should be and, and what they should be taught and who should be teaching them? Mm-hmm. So in that, and we can discuss more what we discovered in in looking to God's word for that, but that ended up being our why. Our why became because this is how God designed it, because this is God's best and this is what he wants us to do. And that why has held us through really hard days where 
academically, we aren't succeeding above the rest and where it really isn't that fun. Um, and so that's become a really important foundation for our family is knowing that we're doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. And there's so much joy in knowing that God has given our children to us. Like you said, mm-hmm. he didn't give them to us to then hand them off to someone else. That's one of my favorite parts of the interviews that we've done for uh, the movie is we interviewed Sam Sorbo. And she said, you know, what, what is it that, that society tells us, you know, once your kids turn five, I mean, they're your responsibility until they're five. And then all of a sudden it's your job to hand them over to someone else and let someone Absolutely. else raise them. And um, that is not, no, that is and not logically how- it doesn't make sense. I think when we're pregnant, we are, I mean, think how many books you read when you were pregnant and you made mm-hmm. sure you took the folic acid and you made sure you didn't eat the raw fish because we have this innate as women, mm-hmm. as parents, we have this, this thing that's in us that wants to protect our children. Right. We, are, we, we want to protect our kids and we do it when they're, when we're pregnant with them, we're so careful when we're pregnant with them to make sure that we're eating right and taking the right things and mm-hmm. going to our checkups. And then when they're infants and when they're toddlers, I got to make sure my car seats the right thing and they're ma- wearing the right helmets and, and we're naturally protectors and we want to protect our kids. And then all of a sudden they turn five. And we, we forget that we have an enemy that's there to steal, mm-hmm. kill, and destroy right. our kids. Yep. And we're to protect them from that. And, you know, I always think like breaking their leg, they're going to heal from that quicker than they're going to heal from exposure to, this, to Satan's attacks. Mm-hmm. And it is our responsibility and our job to protect our kids. And that doesn't end at, at five years old. Right. No, it it doesn't. And it is our responsibility to do that. And it is a great blessing. I mean, you know, the Bible tells us children are a heritage from the Lord. They are such a blessing. And society tells us, oh, it's so great. Once they turn five, you get to put them on a bus and ship them out to school (laughs) and you get to have all this free time and you're going to, you know, you're going to be free. And I I remember one of my neighbors once um, who lived right next door, she was, I think, probably eight at the time. And she said, why do you homeschool? And I said, well, because I love being with my girls. I love being able to, you know, teach them and spend the days with them. And she goes, but you know, Mm -hmm. if you didn't homeschool and you sent them to school, you would have time to go to lunch with your friends. This is like an eight-year-old thing. She goes, you could go to the movies and go to lunch with your friends during the day. And I was like, that's true. And some days, (laughs) some days that sounds really appealing. And uh, some days I, I, I need that. Um, which again, that's why we need community. And that's another whole topic. Um, But I love being the one that gets to train the hearts of my children. Yesterday morning, as a matter of fact, um, my little one, she had done something. She's my super strong-willed one. And uh, she really has very strong opinions about things. (laughs) (laughs) All the way to what kind of socks she's wearing. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. And um, I forget what it was, but there was some kind of, you know, little debate with her and she wanted to do one thing. And I said, no, that's not what you're going to do. You're going to do this. And so she got upset. And so we, we had this opportunity and we sat and talked for probably 20 minutes, just the two of us. She's eight years old. And I said, you know, God made you on purpose and for a purpose. And Mm -hmm. he has blessed you with this amazing and strong personality on purpose. But it's mommy's job and daddy's job to help you direct your strong will in a way that honors and pleases the Lord. Absolutely. And and we talked about it for a long time and she was crying and and finally she it just I could see it in her eyes that it kind of clicked in her like, oh yeah, I do have a purpose in this life. And I was able at the end to say, you know, honey, if you were in school all day, 
I wouldn't have this opportunity right now today to sit and talk to you about this. Now, that doesn't mean that kids who are in school and separated from their parents, that their parents don't have opportunities to to right. direct them towards Christ. Certainly they do, but they don't have the opportunity to do it day in and day out all day long. There are so many missed opportunities. And, yeah. you know, De- Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7 is a verse, obviously, that constantly over and over again, you hear homeschooling parents talk about, um, you know, and these words I command to you that they shall be on your heart. Um, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And when we leave that to someone else to do all day long, we give up that opportunity right. to be able to right. teach the ways of the Lord to our children. Yes. And we do. And, and, and um, in Matthew 18, six, it says, if anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, mm. better to have a millstone hung around his neck and drowned. And that's, that's not as quite of, of an uplifting one as right. Deuteronomy. <laughs> but I, I often think to send our kids into a place where at the very best, they have to stay silent mm-hmm. um, yeah. about the existence of a God. I mean, not yeah. every school, I understand that not every school is teaching you know, the, the transgender movement and the, and the abortion. I, I understand they're not all doing that, but at the very best case scenario, they're staying silent about a creator and they're staying mm-hmm. silent about a God. And they're not, they're not able to tell kids, you know, you were created on purpose for a purpose and, and God has a design for you. And to me, the thought of, of my child all day long, learning things void of God's word would yeah. be leading them to stumble. It, it, mm-hmm it really felt like I wasn't protecting them the way that God required me to because it would be leading them to stumble. And then I'd be spending all my time unteaching um, what they were being taught and having to reteach truth. And I didn't want to spend all my time with my kids having to unteach. I I wanted to, through our daily living, teach them. And and not even I wanted to, but God tells us to in Mm -hmm. these verses. And I wanted to be obedient to God. Right. And, you know, he says that all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training up in righteousness mm-hmm. so that our kids are equipped for every good work. And that, that verse is saying that we're to use scripture in everything, yeah. in math, in language. And that's, that's not being done if I send them out to where, where they have to stay silent about God. And so uh, to me, those verses read, this is my job. This isn't yeah. just about what I want to do and that I'm wired this way and that I enjoy teaching because I, you know, it's really just, this is God's command to me. And I know that when we're obedient to God, there's incredible blessings. Oh yeah. There are so many blessings. We, I've said it so many times on the podcast because we say it to our girls all the time uh, and that obedience brings blessings, uh, but sin mm-hmm. causes pain. And yes. when we do obey God and we take seriously the role that he's given us as parents to train up our children in the way that they should go we will reap the benefits and blessings of that. And not that we will, yes. I should say our children will. And, right. it, and again, it's not that parents can't teach their kids things, but like you said, when they're in a public school setting and they're being taught everything that's contrary to God's word. Yes. Yes. You, you talk about undoing it. And, and we've talked a lot about that on the podcast. We talked with Brian Osborne from Answers in Genesis a few weeks ago, and he was a public school teacher for 13 years. And he said the same thing, you know, you better be prepared to undo what your Absolutely. kids are being taught. But I don't know how possible and practical that is, because if you're not in the classroom with them, you really don't know everything that they're being taught. You don't know what they're hearing exactly. on the playground. You don't know what's being said in the locker room. And not even the things that are said, but things that are done. Um, you know, we are, we're from California. 
And mm-hmm. I know everybody across the country kind of looks at California as like, oh, California, <laughs> you know, they, they have so many crazy laws and stuff, and they do. Um, but it's not just in California. It's, it is quickly spreading throughout all right. parts of the country. And I think oftentimes people will say, and people have said this to me, and I'm sure they've said it to you, but the public schools in my area are really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that means they're just doing a better job of teaching your kids. Right. Everything that's right. contrary to the word of God. Exactly. And um, and it's a very scary thing for me to think about because in, in California right now, it's not just the educational agenda that they have. It is a cultural agenda that they have. Kids in public schools right now in California, if a little girl decides that she wants to be a boy, <laughs> now any age, I mean, it could be kindergarten through 12th grade. If she decides that she wants to be a boy for the day, they have to, by law, respect her wishes and her desire to be another gender, and they have to give her all the privileges of that gender. And the same, obviously, with a little boy. You know, if a 14-year-old boy says, I want to be a girl today, yes. they have to give him access to the girl's bathroom and the girl's yeah. locker room, and they can't tell his parents. They're not allowed, <laughs> by law, to tell his parents. Girls can go... Um, and, and I say California only because I, I'm f- most familiar with it because that's right. that's home. Um, but they will take a little girl, a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old little girl to have an abortion, to murder her baby. And by law, they're not allowed to tell her parents. And if that's not causing our little ones to stumble, I don't know what is mm. because that is leading them right into temptation. Right. And even though we don't believe that and we're not teaching that at home, if we're sending them into a system every single day, mm-hmm that sets that foundation. And I just, I, I go back to Ephesians 4 that says, do not exasperate your children. Instead, mm. bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And for me, not for me, for all of us, for, for Bible-believing Christians, we are called to set a foundation for our children in Christ. And when we send them more hours a day or, or any hours a day, actually, to a system that says it's okay to murder babies, mm-hmm. it's okay to be something that, that you're not, mm-hmm. then you're giving them that or even or even there is no creator this earth happened by chance you're building they're building a foundation all day long and then they come home and then you're giving them a different foundation and essentially these young children who are so moldable they're just they're building this up and then you're taking the bricks down at home mm-hmm. and putting new bricks in and then they go back to school and and they're tearing the bricks down of what you're teaching at home and mm-hmm. it's just this vicious cycle and we're stunting our children's spiritual growth sure. because they're hearing two polar opposite things right. And to me, if I was a child, which I was Mm. in the public school, that led to exasperation. And it says, do not, do not exasperate your children. And Mm. how can that not exasperate a child to have to go fill in a bubble on a test that says, yes, I believe that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. Or Mm. yes, I believe that um, there is no God and that this earth was created by chance or that I come from, there was, you know, that there is no creator. And I'm, I would ask my children to say that during the day. And then I'd come home and tell them to be bold and stand up for Christ. And, and these little kids are getting such an incredibly mixed message. And then we end up with, at the worst, kids walking away. And at the very right. best, they end up with a watered down Christianity because they've had two foundations being built. Right. It's very confusing for them. Yes. Um, and and they, they need to have that solid foundation. That's, again, exactly what, what Brian Osborne and I talked about, is they have to have that solid foundation set for them um, of knowing what they believe and why they believe Absolutely. what they believe. And when you're yep. putting them in an institution that um, with teachers who, who 
oftentimes really love these kids. I mean, you yes. were a public school teacher. You loved and your kids, I I'm sure. Those kids. And you, you know what? I was silenced. And I just, I'm the right. personality and temperament. I, I couldn't, I could not spend all day with those kids and not tell them right. the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but not all teachers are, are like that. And not all teachers um, obviously believe in the truth. And so when you're sending your kids into that environment, you're telling them your teacher is right. Believe what they say. Obviously, believe yeah. in the history, believe in the science, believe in the math, believe in the, um, you know, English lit, believe in everything that they're teaching you mm-hmm. just simply by sending them there. You know, when we right. go to church, we go sit in church and we worship and we are taught by our pastor because we want to learn from them. We're students. We're yes, disciples. Because of we them. trust them. Because and we, we trust, trust them. what they're telling us. That's is true. Truth. That's right. And when we send our kids to Sunday school or to youth group or yep. anywhere where they're receiving instruction, the simple fact of sending our kids there is saying, we believe what this person is teaching you is yes. true. And yes. so then for you to bring them home and say, I'm just kidding. That that part wasn't that's true, but this is true, but that's not exactly. true, but this is true, but that's not yes. true. That's very confusing to kids. Yes. And then to tell kids they're lying to you every day, but you need to respect them. Right. And then to tell them you need to stand up for what's true, but you need to take the tests and, and, and say what they want you to say rather than the truth. It's, we're not, that's not protecting our children. And I think, um, there is an innate fierceness in moms to protect our kids. That whole mama bear thing, that mm-hmm. whole, if anybody tries to mess with my kids and, I, I want to encourage moms not to lose that. Don't lose that when it comes to their, like we want to protect our kids from stranger danger mm-hmm. and we want to protect our kids. If they're walking in the middle of the road, we would mm-hmm. put our life on the line to, yeah. to throw them out of the road. And, and we would take, we would put our own life in danger. And yet, why are we losing this when it comes to their spirits, when it comes to their minds and their hearts, when we know that there's an enemy that's after them, we need to have that same fierceness in protecting and defending our children's innocence and uh, that we that we do from the very beginning. It's it's not optional. It's commanded by God. Yeah. Amen. I agree completely. We're going to take a really quick break and then we're going to come back because okay. I want to keep talking about this. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. So we were talking about protection. I remember years ago, Garrett and I, and I I might've told this story before on the podcast, I can't remember, Um, but Garrett and I were at a parenting conference and our oldest was really, really little if she was even born yet. And, um, And he said, you know, if someone were coming in to... um. If someone broke into your house, sorry, getting messages <laughs> pop up on my screen. Um, if someone were to break into your house and your children were in danger, you would not, as a parent, go curl up in the closet and be like, okay, kids, yeah, good luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> I'll be in the closet hiding. I'll pray for you. Yes, and yes. when all when yeah. when the you know intruder is gone, I'll I'll tell you what you should have done or what you should, you know. <laughs> We wouldn't do that. I mean, our Mm -hmm. job is, like you said, to protect our children, to protect their hearts, not just to protect them physically. And actually, and I've told this story for sure, 
when we first started homeschooling, it was a physical protection thing for us. The school that Brooklyn would have gone to, it it would not have been physically safe for her to go. And that was the whole reason why we started homeschooling. At that point, it wasn't because we had you know, this great revelation from God and that, you know, it, it wasn't the spiritual stuff. I, I don't know. We were just very much against homeschooling and you and I could talk about that in a minute. Um, but we had so many misconceptions about it. And then it came down to the physical safety of our daughter. And we said, okay, we have no other choice. We have to, right. we have to homeschool her. Um, and I'm so thankful that we did, but it quickly became, um, we, we quickly recognized that it was not just a physical protection; it was a spiritual right. and emotional protection that we needed to cover and her no with as well. No one would question you if you said, "I'm physically protecting my child," and, right. and no one would, no one would question what a great decision that was. But when it comes to spiritually protecting our kids, all of a sudden, people think we're crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, like I said, one of the reasons that we said we'd never homeschool was because we had so many misconceptions about homeschooling and there's all right. the negative stereotypes and stuff. What have Absolutely. you come across with that? Cause I know that you, you talk to a lot of homeschool moms. Yes. Um, what are some of those misconceptions that you get from them and how do you help to debunk those? There, there are a lot. I, I hear it's, it's an interesting generation that we're in because when I talk to the homeschoolers that have gone ahead of us, um, a lot of them say, oh, people would say we, you know, we'd never want to homeschool. And I'm, I actually feel like I'm hearing a lot of parents say, oh, we'd love to, but, mm-hmm. and I think that's an interesting shift. I yes. don't get, I, I feel like I don't get a lot of people go, oh, you're, I can't believe you do that. That's so mm-hmm. bad. Actually, yeah. I more hear parents say, I think that what you're doing is great. I think it's awesome for your kids. I just couldn't. And then they get out their list. Mm-hmm. And um, which is a step in the right direction. At least, yeah. at least they're feeling that pull, you know. But I think probably the number one is um, maybe moms with careers that I couldn't give up my career, and and probably the number one is is finances, mm-hmm. you know. And that was that was the first panic that my husband and I had is well, what about the well? I had he was like God provides. I can't even believe you're thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just go back to when a, when a mom says that. First of all, that's a valid. We have to validate that. That is, it is scary. But mm-hmm. when we know that God has called us to do something, we also know that He's going to give us everything we need to do it. Mm-hmm. And and that just goes hand in hand. But I always think of Second Chronicles when King Judah was prepping for a war and he paid. Um, the Bible says a hundred talents and I looked that up and it's, that's a lot of money. Like it's kind of debatable how much it was, but it, it tons and tons, more than I'll ever see in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that he paid a hundred talents of silver for men that God would not have approved of him using. And when, when a wise man, a godly man came and said, you need to get rid of these people, he said, but what about the money I paid? But what about my money? But what mm. about the finances? And I think that that's what we tend to say, but but what about the finances? I can't afford to stay home and homeschool my kids. And I just, in that, in that story in second Chronicles, the godly man replies, the Lord can give you much more than that. Mm. And God doesn't just say things in the Bible and then forget about us in 2019. It's the same message to us today. When we, when we obey God, he can give us so much more than we can do. I have a little quote on my wall that says, God can do more with our obedience than we can do with our compromise. Hmm. And so that's probably the first one that people panic is, um, but what about the money? And the second one I hear a lot is, um, but my kid's supposed to be salt and light. And mm-hmm. you just did an incredible podcast with Misty Bailey. So mm-hmm. if anybody gets that, what about salt and light, go back to the Schoolhouse Ross, Ross podcast. 
and listen to that one because that one is is debunked very quickly through scripture, honestly. Yeah. Which all these are, it's all God's word. What does God's word tell us? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what Yvette or what I, myself tells you. It, right. What does God say in his word? And he's got all the answers there. Um, I think a lot of it is fear. A lot of moms, one of the other big ones is fear. Um, just, I'm not equipped. You know, I hear so often, well, yeah, Abby, you did it because you were a homeschool. I mean, because you were a public school teacher. You were a teacher. You were trained to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, that is probably my biggest challenge to overcome is the fact that I was trained to mm-hmm. be a teacher in the system. Like yeah. it took me years to overcome that. Um, but, you know, God says, he tells us in Isaiah 40 that he will gently lead those with young. He will lead. So if we follow him, the, then we are equipped, mm-hmm. you know, he, yep. I wasn't equipped when I got pregnant with my first daughter. I had no idea what I was going to do. Nothing. I, I remember looking at that blue nose sucker going, what is this thing even for? And I'm supposed to save her life with this thing? Like talk about not equipped. And yet God gave her to me. Hmm. And then he equipped me to raise her and to, and so he did the same thing with school and he will do the same thing with every mom. When we, when we answer the call, to teach and train our kids in his righteousness, he will equip us. Um, and that we're to trust in the Lord, not our own understanding. I don't understand half the math I teach my kids, <laughs> <laughs> but I trust in the Lord and they're learning it. Yep. <laughs> so, and he tells us he will, we can do all things through him. And I think that's the big one is we've got to stop thinking that we need to do it on our own. Yep. And if we can't do it on our own, then we might as well send them to the experts. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, is, is we are the experts in our own children's lives. You know he made them for us and and he made us for them. And so we just became the expert the day that you conceived that child. He equipped you and you just became the expert. That's right. So and you can do it, moms. You can. You can do it through him. His grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in your weakness. Yep. Yep. Seek first the kingdom of God. We were just talking about that yep. um, with Karen DeBuse and um, he will give us everything we need. And it's scary. One of the best things I have ever read about homeschooling is do it scared. Do it scared. That's awesome. I love that. It's okay to be scared to do something because anything worth doing is scary sometimes. Absolutely. Like you said, it's scary having, it's scary when the doctor puts his baby in your (laughs) arms and you're like, yep, I'm supposed to do what? Yeah. Literally their whole life is in your hands. Exactly. But but let me rephrase that. They're not in our hands. They're in the yeah, Lord's hands. They are in the Lord's hands. They belong and he to gave them to us because he knows that he can do it, right. you know, and he knows that, that our weakness is when we rely on him. And when we are that's terrified right. out of our mind, that's when we go to him. Right. You know, right. But praise God that we get to lean on him to help us Absolutely. do this. Because if we had to Absolutely. do it on our own, oh goodness, I know for myself, I'd be an absolute disaster. If I had to rely on myself to figure out this parenting thing and this homeschooling thing and this marriage thing, I would just, I would destroy it to pieces. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about marriage and I think back to the why I think, you know, if, if my husband, if you had asked him why he married me, if his answer would have been, you know, 20 years ago when we met, if it would have been like, well, I thought she was cute and we had fun together. Mm -hmm. Like he'd be singing probably a very different tune right now. (laughs) And it, it probably wouldn't have sustained our marriage. But when you did ask him, you would say, because. I made a commitment to the Lord. I mm-hmm. made a commitment to God and God's word says and, and describes marriage. And that's what gets you through the hard times is your why. If your why is 
we laugh together, then what about those days that you don't? Yeah. And but if your why is because God has ordained this marriage, then mm-hmm. then you get through it all. And it's the same with homeschool. If your why is because my kids are so fun to be with, well, for crying out loud, I tell you, you better get a new why real quick. There's going to be days that they're not. <laughs> no, your like kids my- aren't fun every single day like <laughs> no. mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 90% of the time, but on the 10%, whew. Um, but if your why is because God called me to do this, yeah. then you can get through anything. And yep because he can get you through anything. Yeah. So, and and one of the other ones I get a lot that cracks me up of, oh, I could, this one I probably hear more than any, oh, I could do it. But I mean, I, I love what you're doing, but I would never have the patience yeah. to do it. I get down all the time. I wouldn't have the patience. And I think, or it's not my thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's not my thing. And I think, well, I don't have the patience to do right. this either, no. but we're doing it because, yeah. you know, and, and it, it isn't about being someone's thing. It became your thing the day you brought that child home from the hospital. Yeah. It became your thing because he made you a mom mm-hmm. and he called you to be a mom. And that child's walk yeah. is, not, not their walk is dependent on you, but, but what you teach them and train them now mm-hmm. will forever affect what foundation they have in the future. So it, it might not be your thing, but it needs to become your thing because it's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a great thing. <laughs> and it's a great thing. It is so amazing. And if you don't have the patience to do it, there is nothing that will teach you patience faster. <laughs> so God will refine you in it. And honestly, That's it's right. a blessing. It's with, mm-hmm. like you said, that you tell your kids, I love that. I, I use that ever since I heard you say that. I use it all the time. They're like, <laughs> he says that. But with obedience comes blessing. Mm-hmm. And we could do a whole episode on the blessings of homeschool. It yeah. is truly for me, one of the greatest blessings I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. Well, hey, let's do this. Um, We are out of time for the podcast. And um, so we need to close this up. I want you to just encourage those mamas at the end um, of this. But for Backstage Pass members, we are going to continue this conversation. So let's continue it. Let's talk about the blessings of it. Um, but thank you for being on the podcast. And yes, thank um, you. And if I, you're not a Backstage Pass member, guess what? You can become one right now. Right. And Abby's <laughs> one, right? I am. So come hang out with me. <laughs> backstage Pass membership is is great. Uh, for those who don't know what it is, if you might be listening to this for the first time, we have the Schoolhouse Rock Backstage Pass membership site. And what that is, is um, we have all kinds of videos like the one that Abby and I are doing right now. We extend a lot of our podcast into an extra kind of bonus section and continue discussing what it was that we're discussing. So those are up. But we also have, um, as we filmed for the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, we have a ton of footage from the movie. And so we obviously can't get it all in an hour and a half long documentary. And so we're taking all of those full interviews, uncut interviews and putting them up on the Backstage Pass membership site so you can get the entire interview instead of just the, you know, 15 minutes or 10 minutes of each person that's going to make up the movie itself. Um, and lots of bonus stuff. We are adding stuff to it weekly. So um, so it is a great resource and it's a great way to support Schoolhouse Rocked as we continue working through production and stuff. Every membership sign up that we get, that money goes directly to production on the movie. So um, so you're supporting the movie, you're getting something great in return and Abby's there so you can hang out with her. <laughs> um, so really quickly, I would love for you to um, just give an encouragement to those moms. The moms I want you to encourage today are those who are in the thick of it right now and they're tired and they just are ready to give up. And they're just saying, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And, and I, I need to find something else besides this homeschool gig because it's not working okay. for me. How would you encourage that, mom? 
Um, the first thing I would say is you're not the first one to feel that and think that we, we every veteran homeschool mom <laughs> has felt that feeling. So that does not mean that you're not equipped. It doesn't mean that they all have something that you don't to be successful. Um, we've all felt it because that's the enemy and the enemy wants to attack us when we're doing God's work. Um, the, the second thing I would say is what Second Peter tells us is that God gives us everything we need. If you try to do it on your own, it's not going to work, but God will give it to you. That's a promise. That's not mm -hmm. a suggestion. That's not a, hey, try this. That is a promise that God will. You were made for this. The day he gave you that child is the day he called you to raise that child mm -hmm. in truth and in righteousness. And so he's going to stand by your side and he's going to fight the fight with you. And he will equip you. He will. He will do that. He promises. And the last thing I would say is um, not just know your why, but you need to make God's word your why. Mm -hmm. Because God's word is our rock and we can stand on his word. So on the days that all the other whys aren't enough, mm -hmm. God's word is always sufficient. So when his word and his command to us become our why, then then there's nothing that's going to that's going to shake us. So um, that would be my encouragement and and I get a group it. of moms that feel that the community community is huge. God gave us the church. God gave us community for a reason. Yeah, love it. Beautifully said. Um really quickly, where can people find you? Um, people can find me, uh, let's say besides in your living room, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here in my living room and I'm usually in the mountains or <laughs> sometimes I, I, I'm in the bathroom hiding, but, um, no, people can find me at abbyrenella.com. Um, and that's not really a blog, but it's just where all of my husband and I's published articles. We write for many different organizations and all of our articles are just, that's kind of their housing. Um, so if you want to read any of the stuff that we've put out there, we write on, um, family and the culture war and family values, homeschool. And we also write a lot on hunting and the outdoor industry. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Abby. You, you are so a much. huge blessing. And uh, thank you for thank how you, you have encouraged and supported us as thank well. You so, much. Um, so thank you to those of you who are listening and uh, have a great rest of your day. Okay. All right. So we are still recording. I'm going to take another quick water break too. <laughs> Hello to those of you on Backstage Pass membership. Yeah, way to go, guys. Get your friends there. Yes, get your friends. Um, so we were talking about the blessings of homeschooling. And I want to keep talking about that. I want to talk and maybe even some stories if you have some. Okay. Um, why is homeschooling a blessing? I mean, for me, how is it not a blessing? Mm -hmm. I, I, the one thing that I've learned that every old wise mom would tell you is it goes so fast. I remember when we <laughs> brought our first home from the hospital, everybody said, it goes so fast, it goes so fast. And I'm thinking it could not go slower. Like <laughs> it feels like forever <laughs> that I am up at night, but I have learned it goes so fast. Mm. And I think one of the greatest blessings for me is that I get to be with my kids. I get to be with them every step of the way. I get to know them, their strengths, their weaknesses, their gifts, their talents, and I get to be there for it. Um, and I think when you only have 18 years to cut that mm. in half, that that would be devastating mm -hmm. to me as a mom. So that's one of the huge blessings. Um, I, there's so many. We could talk about academic blessings. Yeah, let's um, let, let's talk about it. I, I, I want to do this whole okay. second half on the blessings. Um, okay, awesome. Of Perfect. homeschooling. Let's tell people if okay. people are, you know, most who are probably watching this are homeschooling, but maybe they need to be reminded yeah. about the blessings. Yeah. But for those who are maybe <laughs> not yet homeschooling, I want them to know what the great benefits and blessings of homeschooling yeah. are. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's always easy. It doesn't mean, no. obviously, like we've talked about, that it's always fun. 
Um, right. But there definitely are benefits yeah. and blessings to doing it. So so let's yeah. keep going with that. Okay. So let's say, like, I would say academic blessings. The, the first thing, so my husband was homeschooled for a good portion of his life. Um, and I will never forget the big eye opener for me was we were building a turtle cage, like a turtle aquarium corner mm-hmm. thing into a corner. And I was like the 4.0 GPA <laughs> student. And he was like the, I would give anything to not have to go to another day of high school. Right. I'd rather just flunk <laughs> out type person. Yeah. And we were trying to do this. And I was giving him all the formulas on how to fit this shelf into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like I was speaking another language. But so he kind of stepped back. And I remember for the life of me, I couldn't actually make it happen. I couldn't mm. fit it in the corner with all the formulas. And then he looked at me and he, he looked at my paper and he said, I don't know what is on that paper, <laughs> but let me just do this. And he did it. He just, he made it happen. And it really opened my eyes as, as a teacher at the time to how differently God made all of our minds to work mm. and how if you don't fit in the box, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not incredibly gifted, smart, and talented. Right. And that was kind of the big opener for me. And then, of course, God gave me three diff- very different kids academically. And one of my kids is so... Well, I know all moms say their kids are smart, but he's <laughs> a very smart kid that thinks outside the box. And homeschooling allows me to help him succeed in that way where mm-hmm. um, where the public school, I think he would really struggle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure. He might not. But... Um, academically, it is such a blessing as a mom to take who God has made your kids and teach them accordingly. And and that's probably been, as a previous teacher, one of the coolest blessings for me because I taught 26 kids and you, you can't teach 26 ways. You can't give right. them 26 different unique educational experiences, mm-hmm. but you can as a homeschool mom. And yeah. It, it it just fuels me almost to be able to teach my kids in the way that God made them to learn. Yeah. I, I love that part of homeschooling because you think about what the typical public school room or, or private school room looks like. And at the right. beginning of the year, the teacher has to set her um, agenda, you know, for every mm-hmm. single year, she's got her so- scope and sequence and all that stuff. Yeah. Without yeah. even knowing who her students are yet. Right, right. She <laughs> Because it's what she has to do. Yep. And she just has to blaze through. And only a very small portion of the kids in her classroom, I mean, you know this firsthand, only a small right. portion of the kids in her classroom will actually be able to track with her. Exactly. Because you've got those kids who are really smart. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, you know, opposites attract. Garrett and I are completely different. Um, we both almost completely flunked out of school, but for two different reasons. And we both would have benefited from being homeschooled. He almost didn't finish school because he's brilliant. He's crazy smart, um, yeah. like genius smart. It's it's insane. And he was bored out of his mind. I mean, from the time he was like in kindergarten, he just yep. was constantly in trouble because it was stupid yep. to him that he was having to sit in a classroom and learn this stuff. And <laughs> that he already he, knew. That he already knew. And he would, you know. He, he it used to frustrate his teachers because he wouldn't do his homework like ever, right. but he would take a test and he would get a hundred percent on it because the teacher had taught it in class. So why does he need to do homework right. to write down what he already knows? Isn't so, that... so academically he was, he did horribly, right, right? but he would ace every single test. Isn't that amazing? And, and he got in so much trouble in school. He, I mean, just the stories that he tells, <laughs> because he was bored out of his mind. Yeah. I was the complete opposite in that I really struggled through school. 
um, especially with math. Somewhere, you know, math is is foundational. It builds on itself, and somewhere along the line, I I I lost some of those building blocks. Mm-hmm. And of course, the teacher couldn't slow down to let me right catch right. up. She just kept blazing through, and I which just put you further and further behind. Exactly, and I got to the point where I was like, whatever. I don't even understand. Right. I have no idea what she's talking about, and so I I almost. <laughs> yeah. I almost didn't so make now it because you, have two, you and Garrett now you have two right. these very frustrated frustrated yes. students yes who could have thrived yes yes so much and um and we see that in our girls and right. it's such a blessing that we can take both of both of them individually in the way that God created them to learn right and we can cater their learning to their abilities and the way that God yep. has designed them to learn. Yes. And it's such a yeah. beautiful thing because I'm one who, um, I really don't care about state standards. I don't care what yeah. the book says. I don't care that the state says, well, in third grade, they should be knowing this specific math yeah. and this specific science and this specific English. Okay. Well, I have two children who are some of, you know, one of them is ahead in one thing and she's behind in another and another is ahead in the other thing and behind in the other. And guess right. what? In the end, they're all going to catch up and they're going to know exactly what God wants them to know. What God needs them to know for what he has called them to do. Exactly. And that's where it comes to that faith and trust. And Jesse and I have a story like yours. I I fit in that box. I thrived in that box. Mm-hmm. And Jesse was at the box the school system puts you in. And yeah. he was he was so far out of that box. And now in our adult years, I'm just in awe of how much he knows about yeah. so many different right. things. Like, like you can talk Shakespeare with the guy, you can talk <laughs> cultural. Th- I, and I'm just sitting there going, how did I pass with flying? It, to me, it's very mm-hmm. scary that I passed with such high grades and mm-hmm. I literally know nothing. Like right. that's what's blowing my mind as I'm teaching my kids is mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff. Right. And yet I passed with high, with high grades. And yet my husband, who's just like, you're like just brilliant and he knows so much, he didn't thrive in that setting. And to me, it's almost... I, I don't know if I'd want my kids to thrive in the box because the box yeah. isn't, God has them in their own, on their own path and yeah. it may or may not fit the box that this public school is teaching them to. Right. So I, I've had so much fun. I've had so much fun teaching my kids and, and just the freedom to say, you know what? That's okay if you don't master that. I mean, yeah. you, there are certain things you need to master, but you know what? It's okay. And, and I always remember Jesse coming home because we were struggling with math with with one of our kids. And he said, you need to step back and ask yourself what matters more that you have a mathematician or that you have a relationship based mm. on Christ with your daughter, because it was tears every day yeah. with math. And, and just that little, like, remember, go back to mm-hmm. God has a plan for this kid. And I'm not, I'm not going to be able to change that. Like right. if I think I have the power to change God's path, I don't, Right. Um, he already has a path. I just need to facilitate and help grow those kids to, mm-hmm. to, to accomplish what they need to know what they need to accomplish that. So yeah. it's it's really fun to be able to teach too, you know, and also to be able to say, you know, um, we don't need to read a textbook about it. Let's go do it, you know? Yeah, right. Like like I told you, we're hunters. So anatomy and physiology, mm-hmm. that's right out there in the field every yeah. time. Like we will never pick up a textbook and learn about the organs, but we're out there doing it. And that's yeah. been a huge blessing because we're talking about blessings for our family is to do what our family loves to do mm-hmm. and, and educate our children while we're doing it as a family. And that's, that's been so cool. Yep. And you touched on something that I think is such a great benefit. And, and most homeschool moms, of course, as they are, I would say all homeschool moms, as they're into it for several years, realize mm-hmm. there is so much joy in learning all over again, because <sighs> there's so much like you, I mean, 
I don't remember very much of anything <laughs> that I learned. And it's so much fun to be able it to sit so alongside fun. and learn with our kids. Yeah, it's cool. It, it just makes it so much more exciting. And that yep. in itself helps to build that relationship with our children. It does. Because it it's does. not just us instructing them. It's not us as teachers standing up and saying, you know, learn this, 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 and this. Learn right. all these facts and then we walk away. No, we're, get, we're right. getting to be in the trenches with them. And we're yep. getting to learn it and experience it with them. With them, and yeah. And so it for myself and I know for Garrett, it, even with us, again, has opened our eyes up even more to the glory of God's creation oh, and the my awesomeness of the, the God first that we time serve. around that I learned it, I learned it void of God. I learned right. science void of God. I learned yeah. history void of God. And, and no wonder I didn't like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to teach my kids that, that science is God's creation yeah. and history is his story. And that has been so, that's been really neat for me. And, and also the ability when my kids find an interest in something like we're doing um, American history and, you know, of course my son likes certain part of the wars or whatever yeah. that, or, or they ask questions and I don't have to say, well, no, I'm sorry. That's covered in fifth grade. You're going to have right. to wait where <laughs> then I lose their interest. I'm like, Hey, yeah. let's, let's dive in. Let's look at it. If this is what you want to know, let's learn it. And, and then you, you capitalize on their, mm -hmm. their drive and their desire to learn something rather than, I remember so many times when I was teaching public school, kids would ask questions and I'd be like, that's not, sorry, that's not in my book. You'll have to <laughs> ask your next year. <laughs> yeah. And you lose them. You lose their passions. You mm. lose their desire to learn. Yeah. Yep. So yes, agree. Okay. What are some other blessings yeah. of homeschooling? Um, just realistically, um, the fact that when my kids sleep in, I can sit yep. on the rocking chair and drink my coffee. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say sleep in because yes, oh, I don't have to yell at my kids to get out the door every Sunday morning when it's time to go to church. I'm like, how? And we, we don't even have to be there till 10. I'm like, how do people do this? <laughs> and I don't like having to yell at my kids to get ready. You know, yeah. I like that when they get up, we probably, I, I would say this, one of the greatest blessings is every morning when my kids wake up they come and I get a hug, each one of them, mm. until the hug is over. I'm not rushing them. I don't have to give them mm -hmm. a quick squeeze and go get dressed, get out the door. I get to embrace because I know it's yeah. going to end. I know that there's going to be a day where my little boy isn't going to want to sit and snuggle me on the couch yeah. every morning. And right. that to me is like, the I see the bus go by while I'm holding my kids on the couch yeah. and reading to them. And I just, it almost brings tears to my eyes that that, that is such a gift. And that oh, is yeah. something I can't imagine missing out on. Yes. Oh, me too. Me too. I love it. I love morning times with my girls. Mm -hmm. um, both of them, you know, Brooklyn and I are going through a book called um, Reflect, I think. It's terrible. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, you'll have to tell me about um, it. Oh, it's such a good book. Um, but it's just a book on just growing up. It's for, you know, preteen, teen years and um, Christian book and really directs their hearts back towards it's all about inner beauty. Um, and and it's fun. So we'll get up a couple mornings a week and we'll just read the book together and, and have discussions about that. And we would That's miss awesome. out on that. And my little one, she's the one who's usually awake first. And so, you know, I get up and do my quiet time in the morning and um, and just get to have that time by myself. And then she'll get up and it's been happening more and more often where, where she'll get up and she'll see me praying and she'll say, mommy, can I pray uh. with you? And, you know, she will kneel with me and we just pray together. That and it's so, so awesome. amazing. And I would miss out on that because like you yeah. said, if they were going to school, one, I wouldn't get to sleep in. Right. Totally. <laughs> and I really like my sleep. 
<laughs> and I, uh-huh. I'm not a lazy person, um, uh-huh. but I do not like to have to get up at five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning to, yeah. like you said, brush my kids brush out, my out, kids. out the yeah. door. Um, and I love to get up at six, but you know what? I have a quiet house. I'm not rushing yes, anyone. Right. You know, I, I'm up a couple hours before the kids and, and there's something about that quietness mm-hmm. to prepare for the day. And then when they get up, I'm not frazzled. I'm not a wreck. I'm not yelling at them. Right. I get to embrace them and welcome them into our day that yep. God has given us. And that's, and, and the other thing too, is I think I, I often look at other, well, even when my kids have, okay, VBS week, mm-hmm. um, every parent knows VBS week. I think it's, it's something that's been interesting for me because at the end of VBS, I feel like my kids are at the end of the day, they're falling apart because they have been go, go, going best behavior, right. constant socialization, <laughs> just constantly go, go, going. And so at the end of that day, I get my kids leftovers. Like mm-hmm. I get them in their most exhausted like wiped out state. And I think that has really shown me that if they were gone all day from 7am, I mean, our bus goes by at 715. And then between school and sports and homework, I would get the leftovers of my kids, Mm -hmm. I'd get their their worst state, you know, and I don't I don't want I don't want the leftovers I want. I want, I want them when they're, yes, yes. And I, that's just been so awesome to be able to do. Sure. Because those are the times that you get to most speak into their hearts is when they're not so tired, when they're not so worn out from the day, when they're at their best and you're at your best, you know, find those opportunities during the day to be able to do that. Um, One of my other favorite things about homeschooling is it gives our family freedom. It gives us the freedom to travel. It gives us the freedom to, um, takes no days. Take snow days. Anytime we want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just gives so much freedom to be able to just be a family. And you get to incorporate school into just everyday life. School is not always sitting down and doing a worksheet. Exactly. It's just experiencing life together. And, you know, last week we had um, our good friends, the Wilsons came out and they spent, um, a few days with us in Savannah, Georgia, and we got to spend time together and we took a walking tour and got to learn, you know, some of the history of Savannah. And, um, and it was just so much fun. And we had, you know, two of their kids with them and then our two kids with us. And we were like, this is the greatest school ever. You know, we're walking it. It was 70 degrees outside. It was beautiful. Maybe it wasn't that warm. It was a little colder, but it was beautiful outside. You're just trying to rub that in. Right, right. 70 <laughs> sun-filled days. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was so much fun to be able to just spend time in fellowship and yeah. actually learning. We got to go to um, the Telfer Art Museum and and we got to see some wow. Monet paintings and um, just a, a bunch of, you know, um, yeah. French Impressionist art. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. And that was that was our school. We did not sit That's at so a table cool. and do worksheets. And our kids no. learned a ton of stuff and they were so excited to get to do what we did. And so the yep. freedom that it allows us to yep. do the things that work for our family. And you know, as we travel a lot, of course, and so um, we wouldn't be able to do that. And you get to go on vacations right. on the off seasons. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's huge. Great. Yeah. And just the world being your classroom. Like we can learn yeah. history by going to the assisted living home and the kids get mm-hmm. to listen to it mm-hmm. from the people that lived it. And right. You know, they can rather than read about geometry, we can actually build a, you know, my son loves to build things. So it's like figure out your angles by building a shelf for your room and mm-hmm. just just the 
the world is our classroom. We yeah. can, like you said, learn art by going to the, to the museum. And right. um, for me too, like we talked about relationships and, and also the, the freedom and flexibility. So our family, like I said, we, we hunt and we fish and um, we're, we're active hunters. And it was really neat this fall. My daughter's finally of the age where, where she can hunt and her dad took her for 10 days into the back country. And, um, and it was during the school year when all the other mm-hmm. kids, she wouldn't have been able to do that. And I thought the 10 days that she's in the back country with her dad at 10 years old mm-hmm. is far more invaluable to me yeah. than a- any other thing. So just the flexibility of what works for us and yeah. um, what works for our kids and it, it the blessings are unbelievably incredible. Yeah. yeah. Of homeschool. Yeah. They are they are and countless. honestly being refined, watching how God's refined me, watching how God has, you know, if I had all day every day to myself, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to practice patience. <laughs> I wouldn't have to, you know, and I just just the way that God is refining me yeah. through through this job that He's called me to do has been a huge blessing. Yeah, I agree. Well, I will yeah. say my my very favorite thing, and we already talked about this, but I'm gonna say it again. My very favorite thing, hands down, if I had to pick one thing that was my greatest joy and blessing in homeschooling is being able to find opportunities throughout the day to speak truth into the hearts of my kids. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. I yeah. love being able to just have conversations with them about yeah. their creator and about yeah. their character and about the things that God is doing in our lives. Yes. And I cannot imagine how many opportunities would be missed if they weren't with me day in and day right. out. And that doesn't right. mean I don't need a break sometimes. You know, there are times where I, I just, I need a break. I need to go have coffee with a friend or... Um, and they need a break. <laughs> and they need a break. That's right. From yeah. each other, they need a break from me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, oh, there's just so much blessing in being able yep. to just find those it's moments that would be lost. Deuteronomy. Say like right. live out that we are actually pointing them to Christ in everything that we do. Right. And so it's not just between six and six thirty family mm-hmm. devotion time. Right. You know, it it's it's all day. And that's what God calls all of us to do. It's a walk with yeah. him. It's not, you know, just a, a coffee meeting with God. We're to walk with him in all we do. Right. Right. And to be able to do that with our kids is right. is one of the greatest blessings there is. And and to me, um, we always tease, I wish I was we wish we lived 200 years. Like we, God did not make us to live in 2019, (laughs) except that we know that he did. And we know that he called us to raise children in the culture that we're in, which just is so vastly different than it's Mm -hmm. ever been in, in America. Obviously there's nothing new under the sun, but to raise our kids, to be able to stand strong Mm -hmm. in in such a time as this, it takes intentionality. It takes more than a half hour after dinner before bed. Yeah. If that's all I got, I, mm-hmm. you know, we're called to raise strong kids that have deep roots in the mm-hmm. Lord. And, yep. and in a culture like this, that takes a lot, a lot of time mm-hmm. and we have that time. Yep. Well, I think that's the perfect way to close out this interview. Yeah. Um, thank you for your encouragement. I hope that those mm-hmm. who are listening and watching have been encouraged. Um, you are full of wisdom and I appreciate so much your time and uh, just Thank what the you. Lord has done through you in the way that he is using you. Well, so, he is good. He is big. He is way bigger than me. And I am thankful that yes. I get to call him Papa and uh, yep. and then I get to, to depend on him to equip me with all that, that I need. So, yeah. so thank you, friend. You are a blessing. You, and I'm you so too. grateful for your time today. And um, I am so excited to see what God does and, and just to see the parents that are just 
encouraged by what you and Garrett are doing. You guys are you guys are awesome, and you. I'm really excited to see what God's doing through you guys. Thank you. Well, we're we're so, only awesome because God has enabled us to do what <laughs> what yep, He's he created us, us to do. So we're really equipped. not awesome. He us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, he is. Um, but thank you. Have a great rest thank of your you. day. And um, yep. And, and I would love to have you back on again um, in the future. Awesome. Let's I do this again because this is okay, really perfect. fun. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.